All right. Take a deep breath, right? Sing your mind and heart and soul and everything to the Lord. You ready? To be, uh, you ready? Does anyone need a quick bathroom break? No? Because I don't want you to miss any of it, okay? All right. Now, <clears throat> so we are on a series, Ecclesia 365. Ecclesia, is, it means a church. We are the church. So the, the point is that we have to be a church 365 days of the year, not just on Sunday, right? Okay. So we're clear with that. So if you're new and you're joining us, that's what we're doing, right? Okay, here we go. I'm so excited. So I've been, I, I was watching uh, TV a short, for a short time, and when I turned it on, uh, uh, Steph Curry... Uh, I, I saw him practice. Anyone know Steph Curry, Stephen Curry? Yes, yes, yes. So he had a, a surgery because of his broken hand. And he's trying to come back after the surgery. And maybe March the 1st will be the first game. I don't know. But what I saw was he goes around throwing, shooting the ball, right? People are feeding the ball. He goes around and shoot the same thing, and then he will come and then repeat again. Um, consistency. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, no wonder I was thinking he's the best three-point shooter in NBA. You know, because he's practicing again and again and doing it. Again and again, all over again and again. Right. Uh, this great two-time uh, MVP, uh, he, he, he wasn't supposed to be that way. You know, people had doubt because they're, they're saying that uh, uh, he is kind of small. He doesn't belong in uh, pro NBA, and he had an angle issue early in his early playing days, and so people say, no, he's he, he's not going to be here. Uh, well, he is two-time MVP and one of the best player. And more than that, as I was listening to his interview uh, about when he first got his MVP, he he said, "I credit all this to success to hard work, right? Of course, but more importantly, to my faith, my wife, and my family." Right? Now, if you follow uh, uh, Curry, he always talk about his faith. He always talk about his wife and his family. There are things that are consistent in his life that is his faith and his family. So, as I talk about consistency, what are you consistent about in your life? What are the consistent things that are doing in your life even when you don't see the result at the moment? So, let's turn to Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, let me introduce you to Cornelius, right? As you're opening the Bible, I see Ariana. Happy birthday, Ariana. Yes, give her. Yeah, today's her birthday, right? So um, in Acts chapter 10, you have this centurion who, a, a centurion of an Italian regiment, okay? And there were two things that he was doing consistently. You ready? First, he prays always. He prays always. The second one, 
He was generous to people all the time. Two things that he was consistent, this military uh, officer was consistent, was that he prayed always, and he was very, very generous to all kinds of people. So that, that is his principle. That's the story that he... There was a man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household. He gave alms, offering, gifts generously to the people and prayed to God always. That's the word of God. Now, so he is consistent to pray always. And be generous. Always. So what are you consistent about? Because we're talking about our church. We're talking about not theology here. We're talking about the practical, practical part of life. And what do you follow? Right? Be consistent in your life. Even when you don't see result at the moment. Do not let discouraging short term feedbacks. Do not let discouraging short-term feedbacks rob your long-term rewards. People who are not consistent, why? It's because somebody come and say, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I don't like this idea. But you, had, you were so passionate about it. God gave you that vision. You had that calling. It's deep within you. And somebody say, no, that's not a good idea. If you listen to them, the short-term negative feedbacks you will lose your long-term rewards. Consistency is important to see fruits in life. Even when people don't believe in you, you got to believe in yourself and the calling and the passion that God has laid in your heart. And that requires consistency, persistence, being faithful. Cornelius was one of them, right? Cornelius was one of them. So, why is consistency important? Okay? There are three things that are important. One, why? Because when you are consistent, when there is consistency, uh, it provides structure. Okay? The second one is, it also provides, it creates routine. And the third thing is, it creates boundaries. Okay? Um, This is how it has impacted my life. One thing you know... Uh, about pastor is, I mean, he prays a lot. You know that. Uh, it's because I need help and power from God. That's why I pray a lot. Not because I'm more spiritual than you. You guys are more, spri- more spiritual than me. That's why you pray lesser. Yeah, right? Um, but I need help, so I pray a lot. And you also know that God answers my prayer a lot of times. All the time. You know that. Because God is active and alive, right? So these are the things that have happened. Let me give an example of this structure. So praying consistently. Let's take the example of praying with Cornelius. Praying consistently, how it creates structure. So in our life, in our home, we pray every evening. Um, Unless we are traveling. We are on the airplane or something that we can't gather together. We pray every night together. Even when one of us, Pastor Margaret or I, are traveling, thank God for FaceTime. Apple, we FaceTime and pray together. We pray around 8.30 p.m. most of the evening, right? So we've been doing this, what, for as long as probably we were married. So it's about 20 years, 
give or take uh, 18 or 17 years, right? Um, but we've been praying together for a long time. Now, this provides structure because my kids know that they need to be home between 8.30 to 9. So whether they're outside doing something, everybody drops everything at that time, and we are in our living room at 8.30 to 9 to do what? To pray together. See? That is providing structure. Structure in our family. Is this important? Yes, this is very important for us. Because prayer is very important for us. Are you, are you following me? Any question on that one? If, if you want to know how to have a family prayer, please sign up or ask me and my wife will help you. <laughs> the second thing is, uh, praying consistently together, it creates routine, okay? But routine is habit and character. I'm going to go there, right? So it's habit. Habit creates character. So now, what we do is, when we come together, uh, what do we do? We, we pray, right? When we pray, we have engagement with one another. And then we have engagement with God. One of the things that we have done is, we ask the Lord to forgive us when we have messed up. And then we are, we, and then we ask forgiveness of one another. Sometimes, uh, we have to probably force our kids to say sorry to one of the siblings, right? And they may say unwillingly, sorry, but that is needed. So in that time, we ask forgiveness from God that we messed up, I've done this wrong. Or if the kids didn't catch it, we tell the kids what you did was wrong. You need to ask forgiveness from God. You need to say sorry to your sibling. You need to say sorry to your mom, mostly, you know, uh, and respect your mom and all. So that's what we do. What is happening here is we are creating a culture of asking forgiveness. And this is turning into a habit, a routine, and this will shape their life. So when they mess up, they will say sorry to your friends. When they mess up, they will also go to God and ask for forgiveness, right? So praying together consistently create what? Character, routine. It, 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 it creates a habit. Are we clear? What was the first one? It, yeah, yes. The second one was? Thank you, Evelyn. Yes, I heard you, right? Now, the last one is, uh, there are more, but I'm just going to give you three, okay? Uh, maybe because three you may remember. Uh, more than that may be a struggle, right, for all of us. We, are, we lead busy life. Uh, the third thing is boundaries. See? When you pray consistently together, it creates boundaries. In our family, how does it create? Um, uh, the, the structure also leads to the boundary, Right? Because you can't, you, can't, you can't stay in a friend's house and not come home. That's not acceptable. Right? You got to come home and, and, and be with us. So we, when we have created these boundaries now, it, it all tied together with the structure and character. And the kids will come and say, let's pray now. Why? Because I have lots of homework to do. I want to pray now so that I'm not interrupted. See? So it's not me or my wife asking to say, let's pray. And, or my, my daughter will come and say, let's pray now. Why? Because I'm tired and I want to sleep earlier today. Right? So then, okay, let's pray now. See? Are, are you following me? 
See, this is this is helpful for all of this is a church, right? Okay, so in the boundary we have conversation. Okay, so uh, uh, before we pray, we talk about grades. Okay, okay, I'm an Asian father, so I talk about grades. Grades, that's okay, right? Why do we talk about grades? It when my son is not doing well, I talk about grades not because. It's all about great. It's because it's about work ethics. I knew and I know that my sons are more capable and has more abilities than the grades that they bring home. And I am not going to let them go by just getting by. That's not going to work, right? Just simply getting by is not going to work. You got to work hard and put in the effort. Now, if they put in the effort and they don't get the grades that I want, that's okay. But if they don't put the effort, I'm going to pray about that in that boundary thing, right? And say, what happened? Why didn't you do? Well, you went out and did all these things and you didn't do your homework and that's not going to work. My wife and I work so hard in our life. We put all the effort. We're not here just like that. Just simply like that. We got here serving the Lord, putting all the efforts that we can. I didn't get all this gray hair for no reason. Right? I mean, so you, you get it, right? Uh, nowadays, um, we have added, we have, so don't have that stereotype of, oh, pastors always talking about grace. No, I'm more interested in the work ethics. Okay? Uh, nowadays, we added new conversation. Uh, that's about girls mostly, right? So, um, and they talk about, oh, who is hot and who is not, and you know, okay, I know, all right. So, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, the mother relishes it, all right? But I cringe and I try not to listen, you know. Uh, but we talk about it. That's life, right? It's life. And, uh, and the mother will say after listening to all the details and say, But, curb your enthusiasm, right? She didn't say in that phrase it's more R-rated, okay? Uh, you see, but that's part of the prayer life, right? It's necessary. Uh, and the other day they were having this long conversation about my wife was trying to squeeze out detail from my son about girls and I said no this is not going to work I'm going to go in and slip right now see I overheard so hey you got to treat women with respect that's what my uh, the mother was saying and the son responded yeah I know how to treat women with respect and the mother said Pastor Margaret was asking how and my son said um, oh, I just have to watch that and treat my women how dad treated you. I'm like, whoa, that is, that is so awesome, right? And the second feeling that I got is, wow, I got to watch out. <laughs> I mean, I have to be careful on how I treat my wife. See, it was an awesome burden. It was an awesome burden. My friends, our kids are watching us here in this church. The way we talk to women, the way we talk to our wives, the way we talk to colleagues. It is very important that we do 
We are being the church of Christ 365 days of the year. When we do that, we create boundaries for them, which boundaries they shouldn't cross. See? How they should curb their enthusiasm, boys and girls. And prayer really works. And this is for college and young students. So I was, I came home from vacation, Christmas time. It was 24 night, and we were going to have a party. You know, watch out. One of the things that in my friend, one of my friends, where 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 I was before I was here, was that there were a lot of graduates that were unemployed. You know, and when people are unemployed and educated, they don't want to go back to farm. They want to do all the labor, so they are just loafing around, right? So they want to have a party. And they bought all the drugs already, you know. And I'm also, okay, you know, I'm, I'm in tonight. And for, just before we start the party, we decided to go to somebody's house. I don't know why, right? And there was this guy who was kind of a very, you know, he had like kind of a tough life before, very tough guy, great martial artist. And he started talking about how God changed his life. And he prayed for, for us. I don't know about others. My, all my desire to do drugs that night and dance all night, you know, it just went away. I went back home and slept. I just went to bed. Prayer is so powerful. It can kill your desire for drugs the fleshly things that you want. So if you pray consistently, my high school friends, if you're praying, thank you, Lord, I'm going to take this drug. You're not going to do that. (laughs) Yeah, it will prevent you from, thank you, Lord, for this illegal beer that I'm going to drink, right? You're not going to do that. Prayer really helps. You know, thank you, God, I'm going to mess up my life now. No. Prayer puts you on course, in direction. Consistent prayer life gives you, one, structure. Two, routine. Third, boundaries. Are you with me? This is what we need to teach our kids. So here, look at this. I got a card from one of our dear, dear young, um, <clears throat> young people. I love this. Dear Pastor Valui. Since moving uh, away to college, I have found myself being more intentional about my faith. I have been listening to your sermons on the church app, and I have recently uh, started beginning my days with the Word of God and a time of prayer. At the beginning of this semester, I felt on the outside, uh, or, or, or seriously, which I never even thought I would join in the first place, and I considered dropping out. I brought this to God in prayer and felt Him tell me that I was placed where I am for a reason. After listening to your sermon on the call to compassion, not judgment, I realized what God was calling me to do, start a Bible study. Our first meeting was last week, and although... Uh, the turnout w- was small. 
I was encouraged by the girl's curiosity. Thank you for letting God work through you. God is good. God bless Julia Hagen. Yeah? This is a young girl. She was in the youth. She's now in college. And she's starting Bible study. Why? 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 Because of, because of the character. Because of the structure. Because of the habit and boundaries we have developed in her life when she was here. Right? And Carla, give a big hand to Carla. Okay? Yeah. I don't know where Carla is here. She raised a good daughter here. Right? And that is church. We do life together. We do life together. We are not just coming here and sitting and going back and doing nothing. We share our joys and sorrows. And when one of us, I mean, don't you feel proud that she started Bible study in the college? Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I hope my sons will do that. I hope your sons and daughters will do that. Right? Yeah. Yours means the older one, okay? So, here, coming back to the scripture, there are two consistent things that God is fulfilling in Acts chapter 10. By the way, our church is reading Acts. We are in Acts chapter 10 today, right? Catch up with the reading. Uh, um, now, in two, two promises, God says in Ezekiel 56, no, no, Isaiah 56, uh, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. Right? Uh, and then, uh, in, in Joel, uh, what did he say? That I will pour, pour out my spirit on all flesh. See? Let, let us look at the consistency of God. So in Acts, when you come to Acts chapter 10, God did two actions consistent to this message. What, was, what were the two actions? One is vision. So Cornelius prays consistently, always give generously to people. This consistency of Cornelius is creating, having a great impact. What is happening? God came and showed him a vision. And he said, go to Simon the Tanner. There you'll find a man. That was the vision. What was the other vision? When Peter was in Joppa and praying on the rooftop, God showed him the vision again. Two visions for one purpose, to fulfill God's message. You see? Right. Now, moving along. So, when they came, there were two responses from these two individuals. What did Cornelius do? He sent immediately. Whom did he send? Two of his trusted Guard that has continually served him, consistently served him. He sent two of them to Joba immediately. And then when Peter was wondering about this vision of all four-footed animals, they say kill and eat, nothing is unclean. He was wondering about this vision. Somebody knocks at the door and say, oh, there, is a, there are people that want to see you. And they took Peter home to uh, Cornelius' house. Now, what is happening? Two events, again, that tie to God's consistency. What happened? 
When Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 10 in Cornelius' house, what happened? The Spirit of the Lord fell upon them. This is the first time the Spirit of the Lord has come upon on a Gentile gathering. This is like the Pentecost of the Gentiles. You saw the first Pentecost, the Spirit of the Lord coming upon the 120 that were gathered at the upper room. And this is the second coming of the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? Two events, two people, two visions, fulfilling what? We will call you, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. My spirit is going to fall on all people. God's consistency in message, in action, in purpose. And that's what we follow. So what is happening here? So our church here, we hosted the Asian Leaders Conference yesterday. Right? These are the Baptist churches in Northern California. And when I first came here, I talked about that. I would like to see our church helping other smaller churches. And when they came here, they were delighted. They were delighted with the worship leading of Camille and the youth. Oh, my. And there was so much joy. And they said, please thank uh, the church for your hospitality. What did I say last week? When there is more of the Holy Spirit, there is more hospitality. See? They were so joyful. Look at all these nice pictures. Come here. You know? And the worship leading. And then what happened last week? We had the All Nation Sunday. See? We are training churches of other people group. We celebrated All Nation Sunday. Look at some people smiling there with joy up there, right there, right? Look at the nice picture. <laughs> and uh, we had great time. Look, I took uh, Will's picture because Will's always behind the camera. So, um, and, 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 and the food. You know, and, and the decoration, and, and the people that enjoyed it. See, this are how we're doing our church here. See, be consistent in the message. Be consistent in the message. So, what was the result of consistency, my friends? The result was that um, the Holy Spirit fell upon. People were baptized. Prayers were answered. Questions were answered. Peter's question was answered. Cornelius' prayers were answered. He prayed all the time without seeing the result. But one day, boom! The angel came. Do not let discouraging short-term feedbacks rob your long-term rewards. Right? Do not let the short-term discouraging feedbacks rob your long-term rewards. If Cornelius say, I, I have never heard God now, I'll stop praying, the angel wouldn't have appeared. See? Here. So what do we do? What do we do now? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. The challenge is be consistent in your prayer life. Right? And the second thing is, be generous to all people. 
Those are the two things that came out from the scripture. Now, you can add your own consistency, principle, or value that you want to follow. If you have it already, do it. If you don't have it, and you have the, you have the challenges of starting a project and not finishing it, starting a project and not finishing it, so you have like 10, 15 projects in your file, or uh, pray about consistency. Right? Do one thing at a time. Maybe start with reading the Word of God. That I will consistently read a verse or a passage every day. Or start with, I'm going to pray every day. So, one of our church members, he's not here today. Um, When we discipled him, my wife and I, and said, can you pray with your wife? He said, I don't know whether I can do that. That is embarrassing. Because he has not prayed with his wife for maybe 55, 60 years. So I gave him a book. Said, read the book and try to pray. So in the morning, he did it. He came back first. So how was it? It was awkward. After a week, he came back and said, I loved it. I should have done this from before. My friends, pray with your wife. Pray with your husband. If it is embarrassing in the beginning, try it. Take leadership. Pray with your children. It may be awkward and noisy and chaotic in the beginning, but they will get it. You are providing structure. You are building their character. And you are also creating boundaries in their life. How do you do that? By consistency. Just as you get up in the morning and brush your teeth every morning. Right? It takes and brush your teeth every night, some of you. Huh. You may do the morning part, but some of us struggle with the night part, right? So, spiritual workout, physical workout. Your pastor was heavy before, right? And I work out a lot. When I went home, my mom said, Son, are you well? They said, What happened? You lost a lot of weight. Mom, I work so hard. <laughs> To get to this, we got to work. We have to put in effort. So in our physical life, in our spiritual life. All right. You ready to ask God for help? Let's worship. Let's stand and worship. Father, come and help us to be consistent in our faith life. Come and do it again for us that you have done it for us in the past, Lord. Holy Spirit. We need your help. We need your anointing. We need your power as we stand here. Come and minister to us, O Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. And the people of God say, Amen.